What's going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Postgame Report. I've been trying to keep my promise, trying to give you daily content. So today I want to take another look back at wrestling and what wrestling means to me. Now, now back in the day, in, days in Bronx, New York, at, at the age of around 12, I really got heavy into wrestling. I became a huge wrestling fan. I mean, huge. Like my room was filled with posters of wrestlers. I had trading cards. I even went to wrestling conventions at Madison Square Garden. Also, the first WrestleMania, we saw it on closed caption TV. And this was like in a bingo hall or something. Uh, literally, it was like at a hall that you would rent for from a church. I remember that part. I went with my mom and my brother. And there was a bunch of people sitting on these uh, very, very tough plastic chairs. And there was a big TV. And actually, it was a projector. So somebody rented the first WrestleMania, and we were able to watch it. We had T-shirts. I mean, it was really, really awesome. I mean, so awesome that at the age of 48, I can still remember it. So at, in the neighborhood, uh, and I said, you know, like I said, at 12 years old, we, <laughs> we were crazy with wrestling. And I'm talking about days of like, you know, the Ultimate Warrior, the, you had uh, WCW, of course, uh, AWA, you had Dusty Rhodes, you had, uh, of course, the usual, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. Actually, I remember when Macho Man first hit the scene in the WWF, and we were like, who the hell is this dude with a robe and a, and a female and it's this classical music? And then he became one of my favorite wrestlers ever. But I remember the missing link. I remember one man gang. I remember freaking Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, I, I think he was in NWA. I, I could be wrong, but I remember like they were the first ones, like not WWE at the time, but like WCW and those uh, smaller organizations that were more towards the South. They would actually have this freaking, these these crazy-ass matches, and then at the very end, they would cut off, and the, and the announcer would be screaming at the top of his lungs, and something crazy would be happening, and all of a sudden, it's like, we'll see you next week, and you're like, fuck you, you asshole, <laughs> you know, so that was exciting because the next you couldn't wait for the next week and those were the wrestling shows that you really didn't see often so you really had to look for them uh of course wwe was the top dog and you know you had demolition and you had the the, the bulldogs the british bulldogs you had the heart foundation and those tag team matches were freaking insane i mean classic matches the junkyard dog the moon dogs you had uh, Hillbilly Jim and Uncle Elmer. I mean, the list just goes on. And I remember in my neighborhood, we started out by trying to do wrestling moves to each other on other people's cars. Like, we would literally get on somebody on the hood of somebody's car and do a suplex on top of the freaking top of their car. And then you would hear, like, this loud thud throughout the neighborhood and then people yelling out their windows. And sometimes it was just adults looking out for somebody else who knew who owned the car. 
And they were like, we're going to tell them who you are, blah, blah, blah. So eventually we stopped, and then we took our shenanigans to the hallway. Now, in the buildings in the Bronx, they're huge. And then you have these entranceways where you have the main lobby door where you get buzzed in. And then you have maybe four little steps leading up to like a platform where there's another door. And then you have the main lobby when you pass that door. So that particular section between the two doors was about six by six okay, feet, maybe eight by eight. And so I came up with the brilliant idea that we should have battle royals. And the only way to eliminate somebody was by pushing them off the four little steps. Now, looking back and reminiscing on this, I realize now that is it was something it was somewhat dangerous because we're talking about maybe three feet above uh the from from the top step to the first step so when you're pushing someone and and there was here's a story where i actually shoulder blocked somebody off the the top step and they flew far enough to hit the freaking first lobby door and thankfully they didn't get hurt but lo and behold the only way to win was to be the last person standing and everybody had to try to push each other off to the bottom step and I always won I was like the king of the battle royal so of course Andre the Giant in WWE well the WWF was king of the battle royal so I was you know, Cedric's, Cedric Avenue's version of Andre the Giant. We even made our own little title belts. We had legitimate people. Well, we had people being legitimate referees. So at any given moment, and I, you know what? I think we kind of invented this part where at any given moment, we could be hanging out and someone could try to, <laughs> especially me because I was the heavyweight champion, someone would, try to put a hold on me and try to pin me. Now, the, of course, we didn't hit each other for real, but we did suplex and body slam each other for real if we could get one another off our feet. And the pins were for real. And so we had we had uh, designated people as referees. So at any given moment, if someone tried to put me in, a, in some type of hold and I, I couldn't get out and the referee could determine that I gave up, or if someone was able to pin me, that someone would count, like literally in the middle of the street. <laughs> it was crazy. So I, I think we came up with something back then, like the full, false count anywhere type thing. And my friend uh, who, who lived next door to me, he and I, we, we swore. We made a pact that we were going to be wrestlers when we got older. And we were going to be in the same organization as a tag team. And we were going to go to the same wrestling schools, train in the same gyms. I'm telling you, we were hardcore. I remember meeting Lou Albano, Sergeant Slaughter, who nearly crushed my freaking hand because he's, he, he's such a huge human being. And, uh, you know, as I was saying, I was 12, 13. And I shook his hand and he just crushed the shit. I remember also how a few of us every month, I believe it was every month, we would early in the morning on a Saturday knock on each other's door and we already knew, okay, a new, a new addition or 
yeah, new edition of the wrestling magazines were out around this time. So we knew once a month it was time to get to get together, take a walk. Now walking to this particular magazine store was about a 30-minute walk each way. But it'd be like 9 in the morning on a Saturday. Everyone's knocking on each other's door. We get together. It's like five, six of us. We stroll down there, talk wrestling. We get there. We each buy a magazine. We, we're reading and walking at the same time, or we grab some breakfast or whatever. And then by the time we got to the block, we would exchange magazines until everybody read all the magazines. Sometimes these magazines didn't have anything interesting. That's the chance you took back then. But just the, the fun of, of being able to get together with your friends, talk wrestling, talk wrestling on the way back, and then exchange these magazines, find something out about your favorite wrestlers, or even brand new wrestlers. And then what I used to do, the coolest pictures, I would cut them out and post them on my wall. So I was really heavy into it. I, had, I was a huge Macho Man Randy Savage fan. I had all the T-shirts, the sunglasses. I used to imitate them. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of annoying how I used to imitate them, you know. So, um, you know, I used to be like, oh, yeah, Elizabeth, get over here. You know, real bad now. But back then, I thought I was the shit, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to, the, the, the closest we, the moves that we actually tried doing to, to one another was somebody put me in a figure four. I let them put me in a figure four leg lock. And, my God, that shit hurt. So it didn't last long. As soon as he put pressure, I was like, yo, dude, I tapped out quick. Now, I remember a, a dude that I knew from another neighborhood. He stopped by and he was like, oh, I heard about your wrestling, little wrestling organization you guys have here. And he was cool. He used to play football with us and everything. And he was heavy. He was a heavy dude, but I was taller than him. And so he challenged me. Right. And he's like, you can't body slam me. So everybody was like, oh, man, Hulk Hogan against King Kong Bundy, you know. <laughs> so we're wrestling. Lo and behold, he, he wasn't ready for it. And I freaking scooped him up and body slammed him on freaking uh, the hallway floor. <laughs> like it was marble floors. And I body slammed him and he was in shock. And I freaking got on top of him and, and, and pinned him for the three count. And he was like, motherfucker. <laughs> And I was like, dude, I told you, I told you, don't mess with me. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was fake, but sometimes we would put each other in a move where we couldn't get out and you had to tap out. And or if if you were able to grab somebody and pin them and they couldn't get out, you, you were done. So it was great. It was really fun, man. And those are the days, you know, like from the age of 12 to maybe I'd say 15. It's when we really stopped. In high school, of course, in high school, I was part of the drama club, and we used to wrestle all the freaking time during rehearsals. I mean, and we would legitimately body slam people, do leg drops. It was crazy. You know, wrestling was huge back then. But, yeah, for like three, four years, that was my life, wrestling. You know, until I got into football, and then football became you know, my favorite thing. And of course, throughout all that, video games was very important to me. 
As a matter of fact, I remember getting the Sega, uh, not Genesis, but the Sega Master System. I remember getting the Sega Master System, and they had a wrestling game that would actually allow you to pick up chairs. And I remember thinking to myself, holy crap, this is like a revelation. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I need to get this Sega Master System just for this fucking wrestling game. And it wasn't as good, but oh my God, I had a lot of fun with it. And then there was a team that looked like Demolition because it wasn't a WWF game. It wasn't real wrestlers. So you had to use your imagination and name these characters. But man, it was fun. And of course, we've had great wrestling games on the Nintendo system. And then we've seen it, uh, wrestling that is, uh, advanced to to what it is today which is more you know of a drama show and a lot of acrobatics but even the even the video games even the wrestling video games have changed uh not not to my liking but wrestling video games like even as an adult with the first xbox i remember buying uh a wrestlemania game that every all the reviewers said stay away from it and yeah it had its problems but i liked it because the the graphics were insane and i was able to still enjoy it because it's wrestling and i remember when uh i think it was for the nintendo 64 and there was one particular wrestling game where you can create characters and it wasn't that good, <laughs> but the fact that I can create any freaking character I wanted, I was creating wrestlers all over the place, wrestlers that weren't in it, that weren't in the game, and I had countless hours of fun. I mean, And that's what it's all about. That's what video games is all about. That's what growing up is all about. And I figured I'd share it with the PGR crew, with the PGR crowd, because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff going on in today's world and people are just uh either they're talking politics or they're trolling each other or, or there's drama and once in a while it's nice to share some stories that put a smile on your face so it definitely does for me so anyway i hope you guys enjoyed this story about my wrestling history i plan to do more stories like this involving some of my favorite things as i was growing up Maybe you guys might enjoy it. Maybe you guys might share uh, similar stories and leave them in the comment section. So let me know. I look forward to listening to them or, well, reading them. Excuse me. But I'm JVB. As always, I thank you for listening to the Post Game Report. I'll talk to you later.